two or three boxes I check off every single day before I go to bed. Did I serve to the best of my ability? Did I lead people better than I found them, right? And like those two things are really important. I could die a happy man. This is where you're meant to be. Like I know it. I've never my been best self is better than every single person who's gonna walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was was a moment to change my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. journey to a better you starts right now. So Dana and I recently went on a trip to California. We actually did a podcast. If you want to listen to that, it's um, episode 202. But one of my favorite things that I talked about on that show that we did in San Diego was go to Breathe Degrees. Corey Renbarger, who is my guest today, was the instructor of that class. So we did a five-round breath work, and then we hit the cold plunge. It's really not even worth me describing what the class was like. I think the only word I can say was transformative, but I will let Corey break down how he goes about structuring class, the importance of stress, the importance of breathing and having a focused practice that works for you. I think Corey is a black belt in breath work, in my opinion. That's uh, that's completely mine. I don't know if he would feel the same way, but I definitely think it was really valuable getting to hear from him, hear how he got into this stuff, and um, I think there's a lot to take away. So if you are if you are new to breathwork, if you've been doing it for a long time, I think you'll get a lot from Corey, and hope you guys enjoy. When I walked into Breathe Degrees, it's it's very easy to look at like how long that you've been doing this and like how good you are at coaching versus you've been doing this for a really long time, and it, I'm sure it wasn't just you showed up on day one, you were a great coach and that's kind of just always been your niche. No, nah, definitely not. I mean, it's a progressive thing in, in that same aspect. Like if you were to look at me when I first started, like honestly, three degrees itself was only been like at the studio that you came to July, 2021 is when we opened. But like prior to that, Tyler, the founder was doing these in his backyard. And like, I came across with him in like August of 2020 from a friend of mine who does like a lot of photography and videography for me. It was like during the, the height of the pandemic where like people are afraid to go like be around other people and all that stuff. So, um, but like, dude, I, I started training with him in January of 2021. Cause, uh, the thing is like backstory on like three degree style, Tyler is more of like a Wim Hof certified instructor. So, but Wim doesn't really do a structure in regards to like teaching you how to do it. He's almost like, he just gives you the confidence and like what you're going through. I, I, Tyler doesn't really go into super detail, but like we curated our own structure and like, Hey, how many rounds are we doing? How many breaths per round? How long is our breath hold? How long is our squeeze? That stuff. But like, uh, all that to say that like my very first practice run of like doing these things in January, 2021 to like fast forward to now we're in like the fourth or almost the fourth month of 2023 like, dude, I'm just trying to get better and better every single time. It's like the same thing as like showing up for clients. Like I learn more information as things get better, I can get better. So then the more value and the better I can become at what I'm doing, how can I like just help other people, you know, like, and, and what I'm known for mostly is like people either love my energy, they love my consistency and depending context dependent, they like my voice. <laughs> depending on who we're talking about. Yeah, man. And like just being being there and and doing a class was i guess the only way to describe it would be like you have the ability to talk to everybody individually 
but also talk to a group at the same time. And it's like, you're, you're closing your eyes and you're just thinking he's talking directly to me right now. And then there's 30 other people in the room who are thinking the exact same thing. Like the words he is saying are speaking directly to me. I think like, Mm -hmm. that's like such a unique ability to be, to be able to, to have that connection, I think with everybody. And like I said, I'm not from there or anything. I just popped in on the first day and it's 10 minutes in. And even my girlfriend, she was crying the whole breath work. And it's just like that, that unique connection that you're able to cultivate, I think is, is incredible. Well, shoot. I really appreciate that. In, in all honesty, like I do, the way I would even approach it is as if like, like with most things that I try to do is like if I impact one person or I'm talking to one person and I know like generality just because we're so very similar as much as we are different as humans like for me a lot of the times it's like yo I'm almost as if I'm talking to myself as a reminder because I'm holding the mirror like we hold the mirror for each other like Ram Dass says it best where we're like all walking each other home so like I feel like if I need to hear this I've have all the stuff I've grown through in my life of course somebody out there needs to hear it and and it's really interesting too because a lot of times it can be pretty repetitive but what I do my best is to like still hold the same conviction as if every single time this person's coming to me for the very first time. And I think that that really like holds true and helps it like keep the energy and the, the, like the magic behind it. And then the beautiful thing is like, I'll have people that come consistently like to every one of my class week after week. And then like one new thing stands out, even though I've kind of been saying this very repetitively over time. But the interesting thing is like, I watched this video recently and it really talks about how even in that realm right there is a, it's a bit of a form of hypnosis. So it's actually okay in the sense that all these affirmations and things I'm saying are like going to be positive, going to make an impact or hopefully add value. But I, I mean, in that moment, it must be that thing they needed to hear or that stuck out to them. Cause like, I know that like, like myself and everybody else, man, we're in our head a lot. So you're like thinking about, you know, the work stressors or the thing you got to do later or whatever that is. So sometimes that kind of gets in the way. And then I don't know, you just get that little one potent thing, like, bam, that stuck out for me, even though like sometimes I chuckle to myself again and I repeat myself as like, man, I say this all the time, but that's so beautiful that you hear it this time, you know, like that must've been the message you needed that, that little reminder, you know? Do you, like, is it, is there a balance of not being too repetitive? Cause if you went in the same class and just said the exact same thing every time. So, yeah, I, I mean, I like that you asked that question. Cause, okay. So there is a majority of things that are, are very, very similar there. I will say like my secret sauce is um, the, if I have a five round class, like an hour class, the third round, the thing that I say to people while they're holding their breath is going, or like while they squeeze is going to be this new nugget of information or this like passage or something, the message I want to relay that day. Majority of the rest of it is almost like almost identical, but like the more I take a step back and I look at it and I, I, I shift it for the perspective to me to be okay with it. And like the Bruce Lee, like, man, I'm not afraid of the man that tries 10,000 kicks once. It's the man that takes one kick. 10,000 times. So if I could just master my approach to this and still just give little juicy, like mental nuggets here or like life nuggets, spiritual nuggets. So that in the, in the five round, like I said, the third round is going to have a new nugget. And at the very end, there's always like this new quote I say to people to like, boom, right when you're going into your drift and like, you just had this powerful practice. And then in a, in a six round, it's going to be the third and the fourth round. It's going to have something new every time. So like there is a side, a little slight bit of like, 
anxiousness in the aspect of like, sometimes I will even question myself, is this going to be good? Like it was, some of them hit, some of them don't. And I'm okay with that because like at the end of the day, like, uh, I don't know. I, I like that. It's almost like sometimes to taking a step back, like people don't really know how hard you have to work to make something look so easy. So like, I, I just look at it from, it was like, you know what? Again, I remind myself one person needs to hear this, you know, even if it's not me hearing it, if it stood out to me, it's going to stand out to somebody else. Cause I don't know, you know, like I, sometimes I just feel things that I come across and I'm like, or I read, I'm like, man, that pierces my soul that, that speaks to my heart. So maybe one person's going to need that on that day aside from that. But like, regardless, I still have people that are like, for instance, my 6am classes consistently, man, 24 is a full class. I got 24 plus like eight people on a wait list, like every single week right now. So I'm doing something right there because those people are showing up for me. I built my own little tribe there, you know, um, it's really interesting, but yeah, that's to answer your question of like a lot of it is very, very, uh, very similar, almost like identical in a sense. Um, but again, I, I'm okay with that because those things are powerful little sentiments. What do you do to prepare for a class? Like, do you have? So I've seen just videos from from uh, your Instagram. You, it looks like you have your phone on you, but do you jot down notes or how do you go into yeah. preparing for? Each so class? the the phone that I have mostly is just because, like, if you look at any of the other instructors in there, they have two phones. So they have one phone for a timer and then one phone for like a a follow along for themselves to remind themselves what round they're in, etc. You know. Um, so for me, I've gotten my thing down to where I off the top can just go into it. I just need the timer, right? I don't really even need anything. Sometimes I will pull my phone out because what I do is I read so much. I listen to so many podcasts. I, I follow a lot of like motivational stuff all over the internet. So sometimes I'll screenshot something. I'll jot something down from a book as a reminder, um, like something that really stood out to me in a podcast. I was like, man, that was potent, man. Somebody else is going to want to hear this too. So I've got like a, pool, a plethora of different areas to just kind of pull from. Um, but yeah, so like, and then sometimes there's times where it's like, something channels within me and like, man, this message just kind of comes out, you know, it, it just depends on in the moment. Now I don't really have to prepare too much anymore in a sense. It's just like, okay, I have a folder of things that like are really powerful messages. And I'm like, I try not to repeat myself in that same sense, but sometimes it's like, Hey, I did a whole month of brand new stuff. Maybe we'll bring one back. Cause we do need that reminder or it was juicy. It was potent. It was powerful. So I look at it from that perspective. What's, um, if you're looking back on like the, the first class you did, what do you think what's different? Like, I'm sure you had to prepare for that first class a lot more and, and uh, maybe like nerves. Like, what do you think kind of stands out to yeah. you? As so I, I there was a like little nuggets from some members and people that would hear some things. And they were like, listen, like one person said, like we she used to go to this breed instructor and he would say the same thing every single time. And then there was like another member that basically says, like, you know, I say affirmations to myself all the time, but I love like, you just put conviction in it. And like, and I, I just want somebody else to tell it to me, that reminder, like even some people are like, man, that's so cheesy. But at the same time, like you say it, like, and I just like feel empowered after you. Or there's another guy, he's like, you know, you repeat yourself sometimes, you don't forget just to say it like you mean it, right? So like if every time I can go with conviction, right? Like I'm gonna say it regardless, it can get repetitive. Sometimes I'm there leading a class and I'm just like, 
honestly, my inner dialogue can like be shitting on me saying that's dumb. You're dumb. You're just repeating yourself. Imposter syndrome, whatever that is. But the more I just get out of my own way and just do it because again, they're showing up. So I'm doing something. So like, I think it's just a natural, like human nature thing of like, uh, of course you're going to beat yourself up, but like, can you get out your own way? You know, like, so I would say like, it just came from just true belief and, and knowing that like, listen, if I can get out of my own way and, and think of myself as a member, they're coming there for a reason. The breathwork is going to do itself. Like the science is there on like how much breath, the oxygen is going to impact you. Now, can I just get them and, and like, dude, my cadence is on point and I, I, I like almost don't even need the timer. I can say the stuff and then say, cause I know how long it's going to take and exactly when, like I've gotten so just like, yeah, I, I, I almost like can like just plug and play now. You know what I mean? It's like, Sometimes I like to shake it up because then I don't get in that, like, uh, then it, the subconscious can take over because I'm not conscious there and present anymore because I know what to do. It's just a program within myself. Um, but yeah, I would just say like the, the belief in myself to show up and do it and, and realize that like, um, I don't know, like, uh, and then, and then the other thing is like, some people will sit there and they'll tell you like, dude, I don't know how you can do that. Like get up in front of all those people and like say all this and like show up for people. And then for me, it's like, I think you just get used to doing it. And, and then you're just like, eh, yes, I get nervous, but I also like, I like the Mel Robbins, like nervous excitement. It's like the same physiological effects. If I can shift it to that excitement and realize that somebody's going to take one thing from this, that's all that really matters. At the end of the day, the one person impact. 10 person on top of that because of that one person. So like the reason I got into coaching and breathwork in and of itself was to make an impact and, and really just help people. Right. Uh, just because at the end of the day, I, I, like some of the videos I post on Instagram, I've, I've experienced so much stuff and overcome so many things, whether it's addiction, failures, et cetera. So like I look at myself as like, man, I come from a small town. If I can do it, almost anybody can do it. You know, like I, I feel like if you just have that true conviction and the belief. One thing that, um, so as soon as I got done the class, I saw you had the uh, recommendation for breath by uh, James Nestor. So order that book immediately. And one thing that really stuck out at the end, he was talking about how breathing is going to become big business. So there, there's all these places that are going to come up and you see like breathwork coaches are popping up on Instagram. And I think it's really easy to, to get into it, but like to truly do it for not to make money, but like to actually help right. people is, is completely different because it is like, you can, you can do breath work on your own and it's very easy to do. You can do it almost anywhere, but it's like, what separates you from the person who's going to be just in it for, Hey, I think this is really going to blow up in the next couple of years. Let me get into breath coaching. Right. I, I mean, yeah, because it's, it's similar. So the comparison I draw, I can draw with breath coaching and coaching, right? So it's like, say you have a, a coach or a trainer, it, it, it's such an over going to start to be such an oversaturated market in the sense that like, um, you'll start to realize the quality of the human being. Like there's people that just, I see trainers just show up on their phone all the day, you know, just a, a glorified rep counter, right? Like, unfortunately, or in that same sense, like they're in it to make more money. They may have more, They like, for me, it's like, when even when I first got into coaching, I'm like, man, there's people that with less qualified than you that care less than you. They just got more confidence in you. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. So uh, um, when it comes to breath coaching, for me, even with my coaching world is like, 
it's more of like a passion. Like I just, I light up like intrinsically. It's so damn rewarding that even if I wake up that morning, I don't really even want to get out of bed. I come, I'm recharged. It's like recharging from helping somebody like biggest thing for me in my life is leave somebody better than you found them. Right. So like even three, two or three boxes I check off every single day before I go to bed. Did I serve to the best of my ability Did I leave people better than I found them. Right. And like those two things are really important. I can die a happy man. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Even when I got into coaching humans and personal training, it was more of like, okay, this is something I love that I would do for free if I had to do it for free. And now money is going to come to me because of it, because of the providing the value. In the meantime, I had to like figure out, you know, proper ways of business, sales, all, all these sorts of things, because you're not going to make money something lucrative if you can't learn those tangible skills that come with business, right? Um, it's like the whole manifesting thing. You, you can't sit back and just expect something to come. You actually have to put forth work and do effort and try, fail, fall seven, stand up, take eight, whatever. Um, but even breath coaching can get saturated to come back to that since that was the original question. Because I've even heard like, I have some friends that have told me that they've had some people that were like high level business people and they got into breath work and then they started to breath work coach women. And this is where it gets a little weird because then they're like using that breath code because you put people in these realms where you kind of get high and then they take advantage of them, end up hooking up with them. It's like, it's a weird sentiment in the sense that like, even that I'm just very skeptical and like, I'm as everything I'm doing, I'm trying to keep purity within what I'm doing. So it is weird. Like you do have an oversaturation. You do have a lot of people. There are going to be people that are going to make money off of it. You know, like uh, every industry, it's going to, it's going to be that. But I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like watching how people make actions, asking questions in that same sense to like, man, uh, like another example between breath coaching and personal training, the reason I'm making these comparisons is because I'm in both of those industries. So that's why I do this. But like in California, not actually legally don't have to be certified to be a coach. So anybody can just coach. Right. So like really vet the people that you want to work with. And, and I think that just don't take people's word for certain things. Like watch how they do things again, ask them lots of questions, like do the research on the stuff, you know? Um, and and that would be like my best two cents. And again, going back to breath coaching, uh, yes, there's a lot of people, but I think as with anything in life, this person might not be for me. I'm not for everybody. I don't want to be for everybody. I'm totally cool with that. I just want to authentically be me and provide what I provide in that realm. And my people will gravitate to me based on that. And I still, even everybody that comes to breathe degrees, I'm like, guys, at the end of the day, if this breath work doesn't work for you, man, listen, there's so many different modalities, try different things, really just figure out what's best for you. And I even give like, cause I love to read. So I'm like, Hey, there's these books, breath, there's just breathe, there's oxygen advantage. There's like a plethora of like, just look at these. They give you many different options. Try the stuff that's going to work for you and, and figure it out. Like, like even people are going to cold punch. Hey man, what's the ideal cold time? I'm like, Hey, I can give you something I'm telling you what works for me and what I'm doing right now. But at the end of the day, my man, you are, or my, my friend, you, you, you are your greatest science project. You're your greatest guinea pig. So like try it in the morning, try it at night, try it at midday, try three minutes, five minutes, whatever that is. So you can, you just need to know more about you than anybody else. So that way you figure out what's best for you. Cause I can't tell you what's best for you. I I'm not you. So Again, I can give you the little guidance forward, tell you this is what I'm doing. I know three minutes is the best for physiological, immune system, anything more is mental. Well, what do you need it for? You need it for sport. You need it for life. You need it just for recovery. Like, where are you at in your world, you know? Yeah, I think there there's a ton to unpack there. One thing I was thinking about, um, 
just as like looking for a coach, I forget who, who said this, but I was reading a book a couple of years ago and they were talking about a basketball team and the coach was all pissed off because his players wouldn't tuck his Jersey in. And he went to some outside sports, uh, sport, uh, mental coach, like a mental conditioning coach. And he said, my guys won't tuck their jerseys in. And the mental coach was like, look around your whole staff. You guys don't have your, your shirts tucked in. And it's like, why would I tuck my Jersey in if I'm going to see you and you, you know, your buttons loose and you're kind of hanging around like slogging around. I think too, like, I'm sure people look at you in that way. Like, Hey, what's like, what does Corey do on a daily basis that leads me to think that this is right for me? So like, I'm sure you're getting in the cold plunge, you're getting in the sauna, you're doing breath work yourself. It's not like you're just telling people, Oh, I know that you should do three minutes in the cold plunge because it's the best physiologically for you. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I'm always like a lead from the front guy. Like I think somebody, Adam Grant said it or something. He's like, uh, don't, I, I don't, I'm not a believer of like practice what you preach. I'm saying only preach what you already practice. So then that way, mm. you know, where you're leading somebody down, Hey, this has benefited me in these ways. Now, having said that, well, where are you at? What do you need? It may not benefit you in the same ways. Right. But everything works for someone. So the more you try something and different things, the more you can figure that out. Now, having said that, you still got to give yourself a little bit of time of like, hey, man, give me a month. I'll do morning three minutes a day or whatever, three days a week, something like that. Tangible, write it down, see how that benefits you. What doesn't get measured can't get optimized. So you really have to figure that out for yourself, you know? When you got into breath, like what drew you into it in the first place? When was the first time that you even did like a focused breathing session? So I like that question. Um, for me... The first thing I really ever got introduced was breathing was uh, this modality that I use on a lot of my clients is called functional range conditioning and um, really going to my very first seminar and, and it getting hammered in on you that if you are in a deep squat for say, you can't breathe there, you can't own the movement, like you can't own a movement that you can't breathe into, right? So you can't access it. You can't calm your nervous system down to certain things and just like tying in the fact that the breath actually allows access to, to more ranges of motion within your body, calming your nervous system down. The reason you don't get access to it because it doesn't feel safe. Like anytime you feel a tightness, it's like your body's defense mechanism of, hey, we're, if we go any further here, you might injure yourself. It's not safe for you. And then fast forward that to like diving into Wim Hof and, and seeing a lot of that and like going to some of his seminars in person. I, I, I remember for me, the hugest thing reading – Patrick McEwen's like oxygen advantage after reading that and understanding that how nose breathing is the most ideal and starting to tape my mouth closed to sleep. I've been doing it for like three, four years now and just getting the best, better sleep than I was before. Cause I was realizing that I was a chronic mouth breather and like seeing the research on like mouth breathing jaw lines and the fact that that caused a lot of cavities. Uh, that's like a big issue in our, our chronic health stuff. Um, now, the first interaction, I would say the first group thing was going to be the Wim Hof. I did it in like LA probably in like 2018, I believe. And then um, didn't really get too much into it after that. It was like kind of more like a one-off. And then fast forwarding to like the 2020 and in, in, uh, when I met Tyler in his backyard and seeing that he was actually doing this weekly. Um, but it started with like just a, a group gathering with a friend of mine, Israel. 
he invited a bunch of his friends to this thing. We did it in the backyard. I did it a couple more times. And then after doing it those couple times, like I think T Tyler approached me and he, he saw something in me. Um, he always called me like a uh, yoke because uh, he, he says I have this hard exterior but i got a soft shell and he could tell and like he wanted me to coach he, he thought i would i would do really well doing that underneath the studio that they built and like i think he was right in saying that because i'm probably the most humbly saying this i think i'm the most uh sought after coach there yeah that's incredible the the uh mouth taping what was your experience like because i'm interested in that because i do try to and especially like reading breath I do try to breathe through my nose all hours of the day, but I know I mouth breathe at night. Like I wake up, I'm stuffed up. I got yeah. boogers everywhere. And I just, I know that's a problem that I have, but I haven't gone towards the uh, mouth taping. I just kind of sent it, man. And I, every time I like, I, and to be fair, <laughs> you're in a relationship and, and I believe married. So like, it's a whole different world in that same sense. I've been single for seven years, so I don't sleep next to somebody. Like I don't have like to have to kiss somebody in the middle of the night and stuff. So like, um, for me, I just got this 3M medical tape and I just put it across my mouth and there was times where it came off, but like, uh, I love those books that they go into detail of like the nose is kind of like a muscle, right? Like, so you don't use it. That's why it's stuffed up. And like, I just started to use the mouth tape and breathe through my nose more, nose more often. So it really started to clear those airways and like, doesn't really get stuffed up at all. If I do, like, I still always have one nostril available. Um, but I rock the aura ring and like the aura ring will just tell you your blood oxygen levels. It tells you your breathing disturbances and stuff like that. And like, when I would look at my numbers before mouth taping to now after, like they're just like exponentially more deeper sleep. Uh, I still struggle with REM sleep. Uh, I thought it was because like almost a year and a half ago, I was smoking weed a lot, but I thought that was messing with it. Come to find out it's just kind of like, I don't know, something about my brain doesn't want to turn off, um, but I'm trying to find ways to optimize that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like that entrepreneurial thing, like kind of a little ever anxious of like, Hey, can I do more? How can I help more people? Blah, 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 this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but they have like tapes now there's like that hostage tape. There's like specific tapes that you can tape to the mouth. I like the 3M It's very cheap. It's like, uh, I do have facial hair cause so it kind of doesn't feel the greatest sometimes, but like, uh, I don't know, like I kind of think of it like working out, like, uh, if you don't dig into your discomfort, you're not going to like, whatever. I can't always be comfortable. It's not about, that's not what life's about. Yeah, for sure. I just have to, I have to try it. I've been seeing ads for the hostage shape and I'm sure I'll get a shit ton of them after this. Yeah. I mean, go for it. The only way, like, dude, I, once I did it and I started to feel the difference, like, like I said, I, I probably have not missed a night in three plus four years, maybe like, and it, that's how much impact it has made on me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and it's better than having like, you could lead towards the sleep apnea machine. So a little bit yeah, of tape might do you good. Yeah. I even had a client who has sleep apnea and I'm, he started, I had him, he's like almost 60 and I had him try it. And he said he slept way better. He just said his wife was like weird because he would say goodnight. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's just like everyone, like I always got people would joke with me when they heard I'd take my mouth. But I think at the end of the day, like the way I look at it, like, you, yeah, for sure. Ostracize or joke about what you don't understand, but don't try it. Don't knock until you try it, you know? And like, I don't really care. Everything, a lot of things I do look funny to other people. It's like, whatever. You, if you don't care to understand why I'm doing the thing, I, I don't really care. I'm, this helps me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. What other, what other things do you try to optimize? I know like you're, you're obviously tracking sleep and stuff like that, but like what, what uh, kind of biohacks do you use? 
Uh, I'm, I'm big on, uh, James Clear's habit stacking. I have a re reading atomic habits to where like doing multiple things at once. So like, uh, I have a dog, so I walk her a lot, but while I'm walking, I'm either listening to a podcast and audible when I'm driving all these commutes, I have like 30 minute commutes to breathe degrees, uh, podcasts all the time. Like most of the time, the things in my ears is going to be like trying to gain more knowledge or gain more understanding. Sometimes it's a little like overstimulating at times. Um, so there will be times where I back off and I do some like non-lyric music, but that's huge for me. Uh, morning routine. Like I'm like one of those crazy guys like Stephen Kotler and those guys that wake up at four in the morning. Like I may not have my first client or class till like 536, but I'm up at four. I'm meditating. I'm doing like what I call my cars. I'm reading. I'm doing all these things that fill my own cup. Like I would say that's huge for me. Um yeah, and utilizing the cold punch three days a week. If I had easier access to it, I'd do it every single day. Uh, on the days that I don't get the cold plunge, I I will cold shower at the very end. I'm not going to do it the whole time. But, like, you know, um, I would say those are the things that are currently big for me. Um, and then in regards to fitness, I, I used to be more of, like, that guy that would do two a days, two hours a day. And, and ever since learning, like, joint health and connective tissue health and uh, I've taken a step back and I do a lot of flexibility mobility training and, and I seem to think that'll take away from you but in essence I think it actually like that one step back to take 10 steps forward and like especially with the jujitsu I'm doing like in I, I'll be 34 this year and I don't think I've I don't have any aches and pains anymore I don't wake up like I feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life that's awesome yeah, I think it, when I got into jiu-jitsu, I was like super sore all the time. And I still feel like that way, mixing the weightlifting training in. But uh, what I found that works for me, is usually I'll do both of them on the same day, like weightlift first, do jiu-jitsu, and then take a complete day off. And usually that's been better because if I did like weightlifting, jiu-jitsu, weightlifting, and back to jiu-jitsu, like my body just never, never got a chance to just kind of chill. That makes sense. Oh, and the other thing I would say too, like on top of that, maybe it'll resonate for you, uh, is like I do a lot of zone two aerobic based cardio training, which is really good because like the recovery system of our body is through our aerobic system. So if you don't give yourself like heart deposits, you're really doing yourself a disservice in a world that like wants to do a lot of anaerobic training, high intensity. I got to sweat. I got to be like exhausted now i do that low intensity steady state like for 30 minutes daily has been huge of like man your your heart generates atp for your body for your energy system so the less you feed into your heart again doing yourself a huge disservice there wow so you do that every day like on on the rower mm -hmm. or the bike i'm mostly jumping rope right now yeah so i found my way to do zone two and jump rope uh i would like to like I, I don't, I can't run because I, I, I have this. Not that I can't. I choose not to run based on the fact that, like, when I was 17 years old, this is a long story, but I, I have a bullet in my knee. I got shot when I was like senior in high school. It's like wrong place, wrong time at a party. So usually when I run, it starts to like get inflamed, and I, I like to keep my training going. So I don't really want to like set myself back. Wow. And jumping rope is like light on the toes, and you're getting like that, like mini plyometric benefit of like constantly, you know, on one foot or the other. That's just smooth and I can get my own, find my groove and dance around. <laughs> That's so true though. Like just using, using what works for you and, and the more out there, 
like the more modalities that you can do. So I'm thinking like, okay, zone two, I'm thinking bike, row, run, basically just from CrossFit. That's what, what they kind of preach as like the cardio machines, but there's all these different types. Like you can, you mm. know, just walk with a med ball or push a sled or like, there's so many different totally. things out there. Now you can do that whole go that rucking thing that's huge for people now too, you know, like lots of different things. Some people walk with a sled on their back and just carrying that thing, you know, like it's really interesting. People get creative and it's cool. Yeah. Even like the, so I used to be very selfish with my morning. I don't even want to say selfish, but like my morning routine was dialed in. Like I knew exactly what I was going to do. I was going to read for this amount of time. I was going to, you know, wait to drink my coffee. And then we got a puppy and it's like, Hey, that morning routine is gone. So it's finding out the things that you can do, like that take a couple minutes. And, and even I could, fill up a backpack with a couple weights when I'm taking him on a walk. Like I never even thought of that as something like I'm kind of thinking as in like, Oh, this is my time with the dog. This is my time without the dog. And I kind of got to fit everything without the dog, but it's like, mm. you gotta. Yeah. That goes with like the habit stacking. Like I was saying though, like you, you can get multiple things. Like that's why I, I mean, I love the fact having a dog is you walk more and people like there's those sciences on that was like, if you people walk 30 minutes a day, you'd be healthier than majority of Americans, you know, or like we'd be a lot healthier and a lot better shape than we are. But yeah, if you look at it from that perspective, it's like, Hey, you get heart gains, you get to walk your dog. You get to also possibly be in nature too. Like you're getting all these things that your body's loving, right? It's like rewarding you at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Even we had a trainer who told us like, we might be over-exercising the dog. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, there, there could be stuff to like being a puppy and like being super young, but at the same time, like if it's good for us, it's probably good for them too. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's super interesting to kind of just hear about your own routine. So like, the, the cold plunge you're doing three days a week. What would you say to somebody who doesn't have access to a sauna, doesn't have access to a cold plunge, basically doesn't have access to breathe degrees, but they're listening and they're like, okay, this breath thing is intriguing, but I don't really know where to get started. Like, what would you tell that person? Uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of like free things that you can download nowadays. Like uh, a lot of people like to use the Wim Hof, like his app for he'll do some breathing stuff on there. There's like a lot of cool apps that, and now YouTube is really a free accessibility of like searching for a breath work thing. Um, and like, it's like curated now to like a lot of people do a hey, breath work for calming breath work for energy, um, breath work for empowerment, uh, whatever inspiration, what you're looking for in that moment. I think like that, any free outlet for sure is going to be best. If you have like uh, funds for it, you can also like seek out, you know, find somebody who's um, a coach that can help you as well. I, I think that beautiful thing is now there's like meetup stuff. You can look on ads, you can look all over for your like exhaust all resources and see if like somebody's already doing what you're looking for. Um, because I think that regardless, independent practice is beautiful, but uh, the beautiful thing about breathe degrees is the communal practice of like breathing next to someone, that collective energy that's in there. It's really awesome. Like even as a coach, I feed off the breast, they feed off my energy. It's like this, like, um, cohesive thing. That's actually really cool. Like, um, and then regards to like cold, uh, cold showers are really going to be your best bet. And like, depending on where you're at, it's like, you can even start as just like 10 seconds at the very end of your shower, build your practice up more and more and realize that it's just like all about 
calming your nervous system down in uncomfortable situations. Kind of hard to shortchange the the saunas, um, but I think cold water is going to have its benefits there and, and finding a breathe, like a breath modality that's going to be best for you. Um, yeah, there's even like, again, apps. I think Shift is a really good app. Uh, if you're wanting to get more into meditation, you've got the Calming app. you got the Headspace app. I, I've got this app called Oak that I use for like a guided 10 minute like uh breath work that i do every day look into like box breathing and your bolt score i mean it depends on how deep you want to go down that rabbit hole too do you have like a i mean it's it's like so hard to ask because it's like personalized to everything you say is like this is needs to be individualized to you but like is there something that you like blanket get started do this um I mean, I think since most people are really uh, hyper sympathetically driven, um, definitely tying into like that at the end of the day, maybe even for yourself just to calm your nervous system down, like a four second inhale, eight second exhale for 10 breaths, man, it's a great start and slowly calming your nervous system down because we're like in this rat race, we're constantly going, 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 going. Um, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, because you, you, if you have whatever your inhale is, if that's three, double it. So six is the exhale, right? Three or four is the sweet spot there. You can do five, ten. Um, but like ultimately, really just helping somebody get to the parasympathetic side of their nervous system. Because, again, we're very known to be shallow breathers. We're, we're known to already be in a hyper stress state. So if we can get you out of that into the calm state, I think that's like the best for a general population majority of the people need that okay i like it yeah i i mean i'm i'm just the person who like i want to know the answers i i wish yeah. there was like something where it's like this program is the one that this is the best fitness program this is the best breathing program this is the best like protocol and i think like huberman's great for that like he has a lot of science yeah. behind behind Good his resource. stuff but like i don't know the the whole like three hour three hour podcast on on just one specific thing it doesn't really resonate with me because yeah because like as much as you you want the answers like you have to if you don't want to go down the rabbit holes yourself you're probably never gonna like get that deep into it anyway right and i think on the same on that same sentiment it's important to like your mindset while you're doing it. So if you think that like breathwork is still woo woo, and I don't think any breathwork is going to help you unless you believe it's going to help you. It's almost like placebo is the number one scientifically proven thing to actually, you know, show you that it works. Like otherwise they wouldn't still use double blind placebo trials and stuff like that. So I think the more resistant you are to something and you just do it for the sake of doing it, uh, it's not going to help you as much as like, you know, really like, going all in and being open-minded to something versus like, and that's the thing also, again, what that's beautiful. What we do at breathe degrees is like, some people want to go deeper, but I think that we, when we merge something that is still kind of somewhat woo woo to people, breathwork still has this like uh tabooish main, like um, thought patterns behind it. When you, when you talk to people, it's like they're turned off on it. So when you merge Western and Eastern together, and at least we're trying our best to give science because in our society, it's more of like logic driven, rational thought patterns. Like you have to have science behind it, which is good. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's a good intro for people to get into something and like 
even even if I'm giving the science to some people, I see it glaze over. Some people don't want to hear it. It's almost like you need to experience the thing, feel it, and then come back like, oh, shit, wait, what did you say? I want to hear that again, right? So then you'll actually pay attention to it, um, you know. Uh, and again, everyone, some people like just do it every once in a while. But uh, I I don't know. I, I For me, again, I've tried so many different things and I've done so many different things. Like even breathwork can kind of give you <laughs> – if anybody that really wants to go down that realm, I don't want to scare anybody off either, but it gives you like psychedelic experiences without taking psychedelics. So like you, yeah, you realize that basically what you're doing when you're breathing is everything you get exogenously that people take outside of them to try to feel some type of way you actually feel through that internal endogenous stuff that's within you, because whatever you're taking outside of you, you create within you. It's just got it in like this synthetic, like concentrated form versus like, yo, know, we're breathing and accessing those neurochemicals. You're, you're doing it just through your breath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, how deep do you have to go to, to get those like psychedelic states? Are you doing, you know, eight rounds of Wim Hof or like, or even like, yeah. what's, what's worked for you that you've done where you're like, wow, I am in that psychedelic state. So I think that eventually having to go deeper into like more breaths, depending on how consistent you are with it, because like, uh, a lot of people, for instance, like, and then this needs to be discussed is Wim Hof, like when you first get into it, when you haven't been doing any breath work, you'll see colors, you'll see all the things. And then the more you do that same thing, it's they forget that it's actually benefiting, benefiting you in a multitude of ways, but you just start to lose the the normal like colors, the visions, the things like that. Um, and I think that's an issue with a lot of people that for instance there's sometimes have been some dialogue coming to classes like hey man i didn't have the same stuff that i had last time like i, I don't think you ever want to go into it with expectations of wanting the same thing and 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 then you have people that take class like i, I struggled to let, let go I, I i couldn't get out of my own head or like i think the more you can let go the the deeper you'll be able to go and then um again like uh, I would say those what really gets people into the realm is like the the last two rounds we do is like the kind of almost hyperventilative breathing, which can be like you got to tread lightly when you when you go into those realms. Uh, that's why it's good to have somebody around you um, and like kind of guiding you through that as opposed to doing it by yourself, like because even people doze off while they're holding their breath or something like that is like, well, somebody is going to see that and going to bring you back into it, you know, um, back to whatever so this reality um, but yeah, so like the, the more breaths, cause I used to do a, uh, we called it elevated breath work at breathe degrees. And it was like, uh, to give context, our, my normal 60 minute class is like the first round is a five second breath, 40 breaths, second round, four second breaths, 50 breaths, third round, four second breaths, 50 breaths. And then the last two rounds are three second breaths, uh, inhale, exhale. <laughs> for like three second little increments for 60 breaths. Now you go into the elevated breath work, I'm doing six rounds. And the first one was like 60 breaths, five seconds. The next one's like 65 breaths at four seconds, 70 breaths. And we're going like 70, 80, and you're getting a shitload more breaths. You're almost like doubling the breaths you had before. So if like people are getting high on oxygen on 200 breaths that we're doing in a single class. Well, imagine you're doing 400 breaths and you're also going from a two minute breath hold that we do in our normal classes to like a three and a half, four plus minute breath hold. So you get to take a little bit longer in that your body started to like trend, utilize the oxygen. So like the breath hold is important because there's this thing called Bohr's effect. So what happens is since you have 
you, you've just exhaled and you're holding your breath, you've got an increase of CO2 in your system, which is going to allow all the oxygen that's actually in your bloodstream to be utilized by your body. So then that way, like it feels like you're breathing without breath versus like, um, I love it because McKenzie goes into the details on this of like, just because you're breathing doesn't mean you're actually utilizing the oxygen in your body. And like the, the human body is fascinating in the sense. And what's really weird is at one point in time, we thought, and some people still walk this planet thinking that CO2 is just a waste product. But fun fact, like the body has more, our body has more physiological ways of like showing ourselves that we have too much carbon or not enough carbon than we do oxygen. There's only one way that our body tells us about our oxygen levels. And he talks about like, the only way is when your oxygen levels are at such a low level that it's preparing your body for death. But like, if you go into the CO2, like imagine running a marathon, you're like <laughs> offloading as much CO2 as you can. When you get into this point where it's like, I got too much carbon in my system, but your body doesn't really tell you that you have this efficient amount of oxygen. So again, like even breathing is uh, going to like the crazy parts, like mismanage energy, right? So like how you create energy is create is through breathing. Why do you feel better after you do a run or a jump rope or a row or or exercise, well, your rate of respiration is increasing. You're taking in more oxygen. You're breathing more. So you're getting more energy. People feel lethargic because they breathe very shallow. They're not moving. You're not even expanding your rib cage, your diaphragm. You're not even getting that 360 expansion. Nice little tangent here. But yeah, that, that stuff fascinates me. Yeah. And e even one of the things that you talked about when we just did the little intro, uh, this idea that you can put your body through stress you can either be stressed through through work or you know you're running late and you're you, you're feeling that shallowness in your chest and like getting anxiety or you can put yourself through stress so getting in the cold plunge doing breathing that's a mm -hmm. form of stress and like we've stigmatized stress as always being bad being anxious is always bad like but this stress that you can create in the room and in the cold plunge in the sauna like that's going to benefit you and when you walk out of there, those things like the, maybe there's not like science behind it yet, but somebody cuts you off in traffic after you just got out of the cold plunge. You're like, ah, you know, it's all right. Sorry. Yeah, no, actually that that's our goal. Like, I mean, do rebranding stress. And dude, I heard something recently. It was like the brain doesn't differentiate stress. That's the issue is like everything is causing us stress, but there are actually stresses that are good for us. And then there's realms where you don't want to stay too long, too long, if at all. Right. And a lot of things are kind of causing us, our stressor to be, we're at that fight or flight stage all the time. That's not really meant for that at all. It's really meant to like get you out of that imminent danger ASAP, man. That's why like when you're in fight or flight, it cuts off the blood flow to your, to your digestive system because all that blood flow is going to get you the out of whatever you're doing because you, it's like a, a, a defense mechanism of a life-saving situation. But like what we're talking about in that same thing is, is you're, you are utilizing proper stress. Like in science, they call them hormetic stressors, right? They cause hormesis in the body. It's that the stuff in the small doses that make you better. Right. Cause even working out, it's a stressor too much stress. Yes. You're going to cause yourself a disservice, but just that little minimum effective dose is actually going to benefit you. Hence why you get more muscle mass, um, why you're able to run farther, faster, do things with, you know, with, um, have more strength, whatever that is, whatever your tangible goals that you're looking for, more athletic, whatever, because you need that. And I think that that's where we're at even because hammering in for people that come to the studio or talk to me is like, man, there's a beautiful book on this where we're at. It's called The Comfort Crisis. People are super duper comfortable. You're not putting yourselves into any, hardly any uh, 
difficult situations as often as possible because it's too easy and our body loves the path of least resistance. So uh, that's where discipline comes into play because it's easy to talk yourself out like you lay on the couch. I don't want to go work out. Yeah, because people say the hardest thing is showing up. Once you show up, you can actually do the thing. That's discipline, doing things that you don't necessarily like and telling yourself that you love it because you also know it's going to benefit you in a multitude of ways. But you're absolutely right. Like after a cold plunge, you get in that car, somebody cuts you off, you are going to be like, whatever. Boss gets mad at you at work. You're going to be like, whatever. That's why I tell everyone, like, because I teach that 6 a.m. class, 6 a.m. And starting your day with a cold plunge, every stressor gets in your way. Man, I just went in that cold ass water. Nothing could touch me, you know? I mean, on top of that, you got norepinephrine, you got dopamine, you got all the feel good chemicals, feel good chemicals going through your brain. So like you're you're on a high, man, like literally. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just can't imagine like people who, who just go the, the same thing, the comfort crisis, like people go all day and you have a shitty job. Like you hate sitting at work, you're in traffic, you're mad at people in traffic. You get home, you watch Netflix, you eat whatever frozen food. And it's just like, that is all super stressful on your body. You think, Hey, hey everything feels good. Like we're watching this latest uh, love is blind. We're eating food that tastes good, but that is really stressful on your body. And like, you, you don't know it. And I think that kind of compounds like, those same people are the ones who are having anxiety all the time. They're the ones who are always in therapy for depression, not saying there's anything wrong with therapy, but it's like the, these things that we have that are outside of the conventional norm, I think can lead us towards way better health than just like, you know, you're treating your body like shit all the time. And it's like, I mean, everything, it's like, you can go into the, the uh, SSRIs and all that stuff and, I mean, like well, we've also been like a society of like humans. We don't understand ourselves. Like, so you know how there's like dogs have instincts, uh, bears have instincts, animals have instincts, humans have instincts too. But we're just like we have amnesia, like um, Graham Hancock says. Like we forgot a lot of things. We we don't really know what human nature is because what did we do? We created four walls and we pretend like we're different and apart from nature when we are nature. And the less we, the more disconnected we get from nature, the less the more disconnected we get from ourselves because. Like even the comfort crisis talks about, or the nature fix is a great book too. They take these people and they go in nature and spend like 30 minutes in nature and they see the stress levels go down, cortisol levels go down, EKG. So it's the brain that calms down, but we're like a civilized, like uh, Christopher Ryan wrote this book, civilized to death. We're like, I think some of the worst things that ever happened to us was like civilization is really what's causing us. There's another book I just picked up. I want to read. It's called The Human Zoo. Like how animal, how we're animals. Now we're in captivity. How are we going to respond? How are we going to react? It's like we're in a, you have animals in the zoo. They're going to be depressed. They're not going to be happy. They're not in their natural elements. Well, this society is not natural for humans. Yeah, for sure. Well, where can people go if they want to follow you, learn more about the breath, and then uh, come see you in person as well? Oh, man. Uh, so I'm mostly active on Instagram, man. Um Corey Renbarger is my at. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> probably best to put that in the show notes uh, or whatever, or however you go about it. But I'm on Facebook too. I mean, my name is Corey Renbarger. Uh, come to our studio, Breathe Degrees. You, you can catch me on that page too uh, on the Instagram. They'll highlight me every once in a while. Uh, yeah, so that's probably the best. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And, and like I said in the beginning, coming to your class was just amazing. It's like, it's so cool that it was by chance that my friend just happened to move literally three minutes all the way across the country and moves three minutes from your studio. And we go out there and, and uh, you're teaching the class and it's, uh, it's life-changing. Hell yeah, man. And it was an honor. Thanks for having me on. And 
Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much.